Hi, it's David Debbie here of the David Janovic Show on KSL News Radio. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast and also catch our show live on KSL News Radio. Now, you don't need a keyword to listen to us, but if you want to win the AirPods, keyword Beehive. Good job, Dave. So text that keyword to 57500 and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. And be sure to listen for a new keyword next week and every week this February for even more chances to win. Dave, Dave and DeGenevic. <laughs> I woke up this morning and I realized that we're basically like the landing pad for all things falling from the sky that have to do with space. Thanks to the uh, West Desert, the Utah Test and Training Range, it is happening again today. It, it makes so much more sense than dropping it in the middle of the ocean and trying to find somebody. <laughs> like, let's land it in the middle of a big, ginormous desert. That makes a lot more sense. It's not washing away at that point. I, I found this out when I listened this morning to Utah's Morning News and Castle News Radio's Britt Johnson talked about the space capsule that's falling uh, into the Utah West Desert today. Co-founder of Varda Space Industries, Dalian Asbruoff, says the area west of Salt Lake City has just the right conditions for landing a space capsule. And as we were debating sort of where was the best uh, location for reentry, um, that it turned out that basically, you know, Salt Lake City uh, ended up being the you know, sort of right place to do that because there is this sort of Utah test and training range. This isn't the first time we've had a landing at the Utah test and training range. Back in 2004, NASA's spacecraft Genesis landed here. Asbruoff is also excited to be back here as a former student at West High. Britt Johnson, KSL News Radio. So when your kids are complaining about math class and they don't want to do math class, and I'll never use this. No, you drop something out of space and you land it in Utah exactly where you want. That's why you need the maths, kid. That's why you need the math. Uh, Adam Small joins us right now. Adam. Woo. It's a team report. We're, we're the, <laughs> we got the whole staff on this, Dave. We're all about dropping stuff in the middle of the desert. Okay, so what's what's landing? So it's a space capsule carrying, according to space.com, I had to look this up, it's carrying crystals of ritonavir. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. So it's, a, so quoting, an antiviral drug used to treat HIV and hepatitis C. So basically, this company, Varda uh, Space Industry, they're they're trying to, like, develop pharmaceuticals in space yep. because some of the conditions are more favorable, like conditions are favorable for landing stuff in the west desert so. yeah it's perfect conditions because there's no there's no gravitational pull um i think things don't clump together because they don't we don't have all the same forces in space that we have on planet earth you're welcome i know dave's Jeez, looking at Deb. me like how do you know this i read the article today i do chemistry i'm fa- i love chemistry i'm fascinated by this because let's not forget that just like a couple of months ago last september we had re- the return of of Osiris? Osiris. Osiris Rex. Osiris Rex. In just a few moments, we should enter into special use airspace at approximately 8.46 a.m. That's going to be at 10 miles off the deck here at Utah Test and Training Range. FRC has touchdown. And touchdown of the Osiris Rex sample return capsule. A journey of a billion miles to asteroid Bennu and back has come to an end. Uh, And now you were there for that, right, Adam? Yeah, that was easily one of the most fun stories I've ever done as as a reporter, going down to Dugway and actually. Now, they wouldn't let us like on to the secure part of the airfield where we could actually see the capsule come down, but we're right there with like all of these like space geniuses from all around the country watching this monumental moment happen. It, it, that was yeah, that that was super cool to be a part of. Is there an indication or a sense that this is going to become a, the regular landing pad? 
Well, for for Varda, it's not necessarily. I saw on the Space.com article that they've actually been considering potentially looking into landing uh, capsules in Australia, but I don't know if that's oh. maybe just chatter. I mean, but, come on. But landing capsules in Utah is actually not a new thing. Like, for example, OSIRIS-REx, that was the third major NASA like uh-huh. NASA mission to land in, uh, in Dugway. In 2004, there was actually uh, the NASA Genesis mission. Uh, that landed in Dugway, brought back solar wind samples. And also in 2006, Stardust brought back samples from a comet. Osiris-Rex was the third one major mission to land here. And and if you've ever driven out to Wendover, past you know past like Tooele, past the McDonald's out there in their in the Urda exit or whatever, and you know what the West Desert looks like. It's not much different when you get to Dugway Proving Ground. I spent a lot of time in the 90s at Dugway Proving Ground. I can't tell you why. No, I was a news reporter. Everybody's like, wow, that's Aliens. super cool. And I've been out there several times since. Uh, and, and then when you get to the West Desert, you know, then that area out there, there's plenty of open space. And also the Utah Test and Training Range is out in that facility. That's where Hilo Air Force Base trains and fighter jets. Been out there lots, too. Um, and that is just, it's just open land, you know? Right, exactly. Right, exactly. So it's not just like favorable like weather and land conditions. Like you have plenty of open space. It's not going to land on I fifteen and someone's going to run over like a multi million dollar <laughs> project or whatever. It's you have this control, but it's also it's controlled. When you land it out in Dugway, you have the military literally watching it from point of entry all the way to touchdown, mm-hmm. and that's why that area just works so well for missions like this. Now I don't know of any future NASA missions are planning to land something in Dugway, but like it. It's happened three times. It could easily happen again. They have a NASA has a great relationship with them, and who knows? Maybe Varda will choose to land more of their missions in Dugway. Another layer to this that I find fascinating is the fact that these are private companies, and it's becoming far more common yeah. for private companies to shoot something up into space and to bring it back. Whether it's SpaceX with Elon Musk or it's uh, Richard Branson. I mean, this is becoming far more common. It's not just the government sending missions and research up into into space. This is happening from private companies. Uh, And the spokesperson did say, Avarda said uh, this about maybe more re-entries into Utah in the future. Um, So yeah, where, you know, this initial approval that we got from UTTR was for a single operation. Um, You know, we hope that it's it's successful and that we can basically grow this partnership with them uh, and ideally sort of do do more of this over time. It's not to say that every landing is going to be happening there, uh, but we hope that this isn't, you know, our last landing um, uh, in Utah. UTTR, meaning Utah Test and Training Range, so they've got a partnership with them or they've got a cooperative working arrangement with them. Do we know when this thing's going to come down? Because that's really all I care about, Adam. Tell me when. <sighs> We've been looking all over what? for it, and I can't find it. <laughs> you don't know? Is that super secret, or you just think it just has the, the time hasn't been published? I I would imagine they they might be keeping it hush hush. Because for mm-hmm. example, we knew when Osiris Rex was going to land because it was super popular, but it was also all over they invited the media out there to be there. <laughs> this seems like a lot more secure operation, so I'm imagine it's under wraps, but. I've looked everywhere. If I find it, I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Osiris Rex didn't have like this big, it, was, it wasn't like a meteor coming in, was it? Like a big bright light that you could see? It just kind of snuck its way in? I mean, it was it was a little bright. It definitely got pretty charred up at the end. So, I mean, you, it started out pretty bright, but ended very charred. There we go. <laughs> Adam Small, thanks for Great joining us. Great stuff, Adam. Thank you so much. I think it's a, probably one of the most fascinating stories of the day, at least for me. Uh, let me know if you find out what time it is. I want to put my eyes to the sky.